Good morning. This is Chris Hislop from the Montana World Affairs Council, and this is What, So What, Now What, the international affairs webcast where we connect you with an international expert on the issue of the day, and in just five minutes, you become the expert. I'm very pleased today to welcome Shioko Goto. She's the Deputy Director for Geoeconomics and the Senior Northeast Asia Associate at the Wilson Center's Asia Program. She's a leading expert on economics and politics in Japan, Taiwan, and South Korea, as well as U.S. policy in the region. Good morning, Shioko. Welcome. How are you? Um, I'm doing very well, Chris. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, we're hearing a lot about the Quad, as they're being called, Australia, India, Japan, and the United States, in the news lately. Let me just take a quote from President Biden, who recently said, that the purpose of this quad is promoting the free, open, rules-based order rooted in economic, excuse me, in international law and undaunted by coercion to bolster security and prosperity in the Indo-Pacific and beyond. Now, could you help uh, our viewers make a little sense of the quad? What is it and what does it mean to us? Right. So last Friday, the heads of state of the United States, as well as Australia, Japan, and India got together in Washington for the first time in person. And as you said, this was a meeting of the Quad. Um, it's actually the abbreviated version of the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue. And so these four countries have been getting together on a fairly regular basis, but really focused primarily on security and military defense. This time around, though, they really focused on a, a much broader issue, as you said, they talked about the Indo-Pacific, which is the new way of describing Asia. And they talked about um, environmental issues and especially um, fighting the pandemic. Um, what was also interesting though, is what they didn't mention in public statements. Um, nowhere in the public statement was the word China uh, mentioned, but it is China that is uniting these four countries. And why is that? It is because China is seen as a bigger threat to all four of these big democracies in Asia. Um, it is seen, China is seen to threaten them on a security front. Um, it is also seen as a uh, tremendous rival and a threat economically. Um, it is seen to um, destabilize democratic values and to violate human rights. So these countries got together to talk about it and um, kind of come up with a roadmap on how to move forward, um, united in these common concerns. The challenge is going beyond getting together. Um, the United States has a, um, uh, has a position on China that the other three may not necessarily share. So again, they are all concerned about the Chinese threat, but for, if the United States really wants to talk about um, a strategic competition with China. It also has a strategic competition economically with Japan, India, and Australia as well. Um, the United States wants to push back against the military threat of China, uh, but um, it also wants to make the allied partners, the treaty allies, do more in their defense. And some other countries, some of the other three countries may feel that they are, they are doing enough or there should be a different way uh, for the countries to work together on the defense front as well. So uh, as much as there is commonality and common ground, there are also a lot of questions that are being asked 
um, to say, well, how can we cooperate? And Shioko, can you tell us a little bit about what this means for America and Americans? Why does this matter to us? Right. So under the pandemic over the last year and a half, we've talked a lot about uh, not just Chinese competition, but also about um, economic resilience, uh, supply chain security. Uh, we know that here in the United States, we import a great deal from China. If we have this greater competition with China, what does that mean for our pocketbooks? It, um, what does economic resilience mean if we reshore and we make more stuff in the United States? It means that prices will go up. We already talk about inflationary pressure. Um, it will be more expensive to buy things because they're not coming from the cheapest place um, where stuff is being, being made. But is that a price to be paid um, as we try to uh, make a stance about uh, Chinese violation of human rights or unfair trade practices by China? Um, it is really up to a lot of consumers to voice um, that concern um, and vote with, with their uh, paychecks to do that. And the other one, the, the final issue that I do want to cover is the security threat that China does pose. Um, of course, the United States is the biggest um, uh, spender in military defense in, in the world, uh, but China is second. The gap between the two countries is still huge, but it's narrowing. Uh, does the United States want to continue to um, enhance its uh, defense spending? Um, and it is committed all across the globe. Uh, does it want to allocate more of its budget towards Asia? And if so, what kind of manpower are we looking at? What kind of um, equipment are we looking at? These are things that will impact people, not just in the defense uh, world, but also people who may be involved in those industries or actually be deployed themselves. That's a great connection, Shioko, because as many of our viewers know, actually China is the third largest trade partner for Montana in the world. And if you take Canada off the top of the list, suddenly China becomes number two. And also Montana has the largest percentage of men and women in military service of any state in the United States. So security matters also very much impact uh, all of us here in Montana. Now, quickly looking ahead into your crystal ball, uh, what kind of activities might we see? Because I have a sense this isn't the last time we're gonna be hearing from the Quad. No, this is actually the first chapter in a book that's to be written. Um, when we talk about strategic competition with China, um, that competition is only going to intensify. Um, I've talked about the military concerns, the economic concerns, the diplomatic concerns. Um, we also have technology concerns. There's a lot of competition with China. It also is an opportunity for the United States to think about its own house, uh, to um, invest in its own education, in its own research capacities. Um, and also to work with other countries as well. So there are, is a lot of concern between Japan, Australia, and India that the United States talks about partnerships, but perhaps um, it could do more to work together rather than simply dictating the terms of that partnership. Shioko Goto from the Wilson Center, thank you so much for joining us today to give us your views on the Quad and special thanks to our sponsors who help us make this all happen at the Dennis and Phyllis Washington Foundation, Stockman Bank and Allegiance. 
Thank you again, Shioko, and thank you all for watching. Have a good day. Bye-bye.